0: Right, we're live with another uh, episode of the Brownwater Banter Podcast. I'm Jared Seymour. My name is Joey Cates. And we are here today with uh, Zach Grady. Uh, he is running for Diaberville Ward uh, 3 City Council. He's going to be talking to us about his campaign uh, coming up, I believe, April the 6th. That's right. That's right. Right around uh, the corner. That's right. It's not a lot of time left. So we're going to be talking about that today. But before we jump into it, as we always like to do, we're going to uh, share our sponsor here and thank them for keeping the lights on, as Joey put it earlier here at the show. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, Southern Magnolia Smiles, man. If you're looking for a great local dentist, we want you to go over there. Tell them that the Brownwater Boys sent you. Um, if you want to check them out before you go to them, uh, look them up on all the socials, at Southern Magnolia Smiles. They're on Instagram. They're on Facebook. Um, or you can give them a call, man, on their uh, their phone at 228 228- 215 1202, or their website, southernmagnoliasmiles.com. They're at all those places. They're located right here in Ocean Springs, so uh, on Washington Avenue, so they're local, man. If you're looking for a great dentist, be sure to check them out. And uh, we had another sponsor come on board with us this month. It's actually starts in April, but I think today's, what, the 31st. So we'll we're we're shouting him out, man. We're shouting him out because we're proud to have him on, right. on board. That's uh, Hilltree Marketing, uh, another local guy, right? That's Jesse Hill. Yeah, uh, from,
1: from St. Martin. And we St. just learned today that uh, Michael Jeter works for him, right? He's yeah. from the city of the Iverville. Yeah, That's absolutely. right.
0: So, he, uh, so their marketing company, um, if you're looking for your business, uh, creative services including web design, graphic design, social media management, photography. Photography, videography, and aerial cinematography, man. I was on their website earlier today. They have a drone, and they've got some really cool footage on their website of what they can do. So uh, if you think that's something that your business needs or for your personal needs, hit them up. Check them out. You can uh, find them at their website, HeelTreeMarketing.com, or give them a call at 228-860-2872. That's it. Um, and we really appreciate those guys yeah, uh, over there for, for keeping us rolling. So, uh, like we said, man, we have, uh, we have, uh, Zach here today. He's running for the city council ward three. And, uh, we want to know all about it, man. What, uh, what made you decide to throw your hat in the ring and get into city government?
2: Yeah. You know, it's a lot of people ask me that question and, uh, it's just kind of in your blood, you know, I've, uh, dedicated my whole life, my whole adult life anyway, to serving the city of the uh, as a police officer. And uh, last year, I finally finished up my MBA at William Carey, and I was able to kind of pursue some other opportunities. And uh, I always knew I was going to r- run for Diablo City Council. Uh, I just knew it, and I've talked about it. So many of my friends asked me and said, hey, is this the year? And uh, leaving the police department really gave me that opportunity to pursue it. But I would say probably the biggest inspiration that I had to get into this is – you know, my grandma and grandpa were Shannon and Bob Stein. They owned and operated the Blexi Diablo Press right. for over 25 years. Old back Bay, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my grandpa really just sewed a lot into my life at a young age. I can remember him kind of taking me around to all the local community politics back in the day. And uh, I was just kind of born and raised in it, you know, and uh, I, I've just always wanted to give back to my community. And I just felt like this was the next step in, you know, being a public servant because, politicians need to realize these days they're there for the people right you know um they're really just supposed to be a voice for their constituents they're not anything more than that they're the person that the the people chose to say hey we want you to go up there and talk for us we want you
1: to be our voice
2: absolutely yeah and uh that's all i really want to be i just want to be a voice for the people i want to work with the people and uh try to make Diaberville better than it already is really
1: that's awesome, man. So you're 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 diehard right? Born and raised diablo went to diablo High School.
2: Oh yeah, I got a uh, opportunity to play on the 2002 state championship football team.
1: Now, that's a common thing because everybody I talked to who's played on that team wants to let <laughs> us know that many many <laughs> times. Hey, we're uh, proud of you, though, man. Yeah,
2: it was a it was a killer experience. You know, I was a junior that year, right? So I was playing behind really a, a stacked team. I mean, you had. You know, uh, Jason Hockaday, yeah. Robbie Ellis, Sean Merrill, Josh Ladner. Y'all were loaded. Yeah, yeah I mean, we had so many people. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we lost 22 seniors going uh, going into my senior year, 22 players from the football team. Yeah. You know, so uh, it was definitely a rebuilding year, my my final year there. It was kind of rough, but at least I, we got to be in the spotlight for that year before, you know?
0: Right, yeah proud St. Martin people over here but when it comes to the football conversations <laughs> that, and records actually, we, don't, we just that, kind of be quiet and just kind of be like that might be yeah, one yeah. of the
1: only years I think St. Martin beat DIRV was the year after everybody left
2: yeah it was it was like they hadn't <laughs> they hadn't uh lost to St. Martin for like 20 years or I I forget what it was right. 15 years 10 years something like that and uh they beat us 35 to nothing that oh, next year.
1: Oh, we ain't going to poke the bear any longer, though. <laughs> that's we why we got to we we gotta we, get one shot. That's yeah, why we
0: got Joey way. on here. He's, a, he's the uh, stats guy. He's yeah, the yeah. local stats sports guy. Well, well I see it every us. day. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, man that's killer so you have a uh, a different uh I, I love your perspective on the government right service of the people for the people um, not there to serve your own political agenda or whatever you're there to represent the people that put hopefully put you in office right absolutely and um, but you have probably a different perspective of what the Iberville is being on law, being in law enforcement for as long as you said you did right like that's a whole different a whole different way to look at the town, right? You see stuff that most people don't.
2: Yeah, I would say so. So, uh, kind of my background of how I got there. Um, I was working out at Ingalls, um, actually when they were Northrop Grumman, I worked in the finance department as a time auditor and I had been there for about two and a half years. Um, but I'll be honest with you, I just really wasn't happy out there. I felt like I had more to give. So I kind of always wanted, I was thinking about the military law enforcement, something like that. Well, uh, It it was unfortunate, but kind of a blessing in disguise, I guess. I got laid off uh, from Ingalls in 2010. So uh, I didn't really know what I was going to do. I had just purchased my first home. My wife and I had just got married six months prior. Uh, Fortunately, we didn't have any kids, so there wasn't that much responsibility Right. Um, you could have moved into the car if you didn't need it. Yeah. To <laughs> yeah. There you go. But uh, we, uh, I went and saw Mr. Rusty Quave, uh, the mayor of D'Iberville. I, I caught him in the parking lot of City Hall and I was like, Mr. Rusty, I want to be a, a police officer in D'Iberville. And he said, Zach, you know, that's something Chief Payne really kind of handles. And he's really looking for officers that are already trained and been through the academy. Well, that's the, all, all the information I needed. So I went home, got my computer out, looked up police academies, found a police academy asked if I could self-sponsor myself. You know, most police officers, they get hired on, yeah. and then the department sends them. So- It's uh, kind of
1: like the same thing firemen. You got to get hired on, and then you get sent to fire school or police school, police ex- camp, right.
2: Exactly, so I uh, I self-sponsored myself. Uh, it was, a uh, I, I don't know, like $3,500 or something like that, a 10-week wow. long course. I went to Jackson, went through the police academy. Well, when I came out, uh, Chief Bain actually gave me a shot to serve the citizens of D'Iberville. And I was there from uh, 2010, and then I left uh, July 31st of last year. I believe was my last day. And uh, it the the greatest thing that I can say it really gave me an opportunity to do is, you know, believe it or not, as small as Diaville is, before I got into the police department, there's streets here that I didn't even know were here. Oh
0: you know? right, yeah, And yeah. it
2: gave me an opportunity to really be in our, on our streets, in our neighborhoods, inside our businesses network with people that you never met before absolutely um you know learn where there's certain hot spots and different things like that where certain crimes occur uh and it gave me also the perspective that a lot of people don't have inside the police department like what it takes day to day you know as a police officer in the city to make sure things kind of run right and uh all, you know we worked hand in hand with the fire department as well right. but uh it was really just a great opportunity to learn the city and meet people and network and uh, I believe it's really prepared me for this next step, honestly.
1: Yeah, because you said you've been, the past two, three, four weeks, months, you've been knocking on doors, right?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's been an experience in itself, you know, just meeting people that you never probably would have met uh, right. going through that. And, and just the building up networking and relationships, is it's really been a very rewarding venture, you know. Um, I actually did... About five years of my law enforcement life, I worked in narcotics. And uh, D'Iberville is part of a uh, task force. Uh, it's called CNET, and it consists of a representative from every department on the coast. And uh, they're commissioned through the Mississippi Bureau of Narcotics. So we actually operated in all of Harrison County. You know, like I would go help Pastor Christian, and Pastor Christian would come help us. You know, we were all part of one team. Right. But, uh, you know, we did a lot of stuff in Deauberville. I don't know if y'all remember... Uh, a few years ago, we had a big operation. It was in the newspaper and on the news where we executed like five or six search warrants in one day um, in the city of Diaberville, you know, and just really did our best to just try to clean up the community and make everything safe for our families, honestly. You know, it yeah. was a really, really good experience.
0: Yeah. We uh, going back, we had Travis Burke in the comments a second ago saying sting him." So uh, just <laughs> we got to get <laughs> Travis on here, too. Man. Here, we, but, uh, we're
1: trying, Travis, I promise you.
0: Yep. Uh, no, man, that, that's a cool, that's, that, that's going to offer you, I think, a different outlook on the city whenever you go, uh, hopefully get put into where you're going here at city council. And, uh, you know, it so you're, you're, you, you make that career path change, but then while you're doing that, you've got this other goal in the back of your mind that, you know, right. Am I getting that right? That, you know, you want to do, or did that come while you were in the middle of, of your, uh, law enforcement career?
2: No, uh, you know, I can't really tell you exactly when it came. Okay. Um, but I mean, since I can remember, it's kind of funny. Uh, a funny story is when I was a little kid, like five years old. You know, people always ask you what you're going to be when you grow up, and uh, my aunt Andrea used to get on, t- uh, ask me that all the time, and she thinks it's funny today because when she used to ask me that when I was a kid, I said I was going to be the president. <laughs> right? Well, might as well, might well she yeah. Start
1: somewhere, yeah. Yes.
2: And uh, she don't let me live it down, uh, you know, because uh, she used to always say, "Can you know? Well, whenever you get there, can I come stay with you?" You know. And I'll be like, well, there's probably, you know, a room in the back somewhere you can stay in yeah, or something like that. Yeah. The yeah, something like that. And uh, so for some reason, ever since I was a young child, I've always thought I was going to take this step into the political world. And that's why I tell people it, it's just kind of in your blood. I don't know why anybody would want to put their self on front street. Right. Right. And right. Uh, deal with all the, you know, naysayers and, everything that's going on i mean people just see you and automatically have a judgment about you before they even know you right and then when you're running against other opponents and things like that there's so many rumors and untruths and everything that gets spread around it's definitely not an easy path or an easy journey it's got to be somebody i think you're just
1: you gotta have thick skin for sure
2: yeah and that's easier said than done yeah 100 percent. you know uh, my motto is you just don't let them see you sweat yeah you, especially you know? when
1: you got families involved and stuff like that that's, well, that's yeah, it's lot a of... local community too yeah.
2: right yeah everybody knows everybody right uh regardless how big the iberville gets i mean it's pretty small everybody
0: knows everybody right you yeah. know
1: they're all at warrior stadium on friday night <laughs> that's right that's right yeah <laughs> for sure
0: yeah so you uh you said you just got your nba Did i get that I heard you right um w- that shows me, like, drive, dedication, continuing to move forward, right? And I think that's probably something people of uh, your ward could appreciate in, in a candidate.
2: Yeah, I really appreciate that. That means a lot. It was really a lot of hard work. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, I don't think, understand, like, how much sacrifice that takes. Like, if I would have done it before I was married, before I had kids, it probably would have been a lot easier. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, just probably – Five years ago, I didn't even have a bachelor's degree. Okay. And uh, I was at the police department, and uh, I'll be honest with y'all guys, law enforcement's a hard life, especially for somebody with a family. Yeah. Um, It's long nights, getting called out in the middle of the night, um, and you're dealing, unfortunately for a law enforcement officer – only a small percentage of the community are criminals, right? Very small percentage. But they get all the attention. Right. A hundred percent of time, officers are dealing with that 1% or 2% or whatever it is. Um, And I mean, it's weekends, holidays, birthdays. Um, I think this past Thanksgiving was the first Thanksgiving that I got to just be relaxed and enjoy to be at home. Yeah. Um, because typically we're out working the Black Friday sales,
0: yeah.
2: uh, you know, for Thanksgiving. It, it doesn't even happen on Friday anymore. It starts at five o'clock on Thanksgiving right. Day, you know, and uh, unfortunately, well, it's not unfortunate. I mean, somebody's got to do it, but, um, you know, an officer's got to be there to make sure that the crowd stays controlled, yeah. you know. And uh, I don't think people realize the sacrifice that law enforcement makes every day uh, to make sure that things run smoothly in the community. I mean, without
0: them, we would be in bad shape. For Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. We
1: are definitely blue, uh, blue backers on on the on the Brownwater Banner podcast. There's no show, doubt for sure. about that,
0: yeah. When it, well, all the stuff that went down over the past year is, you know, with all the craziness going on in the world with, with law enforcement, it's just like, i don't know people i don't understand it I, I but i look into it i try to read i try to talk to guys like you uh i've never worn that uniform i can only imagine what that's like yeah. right that's not an easy situation to put yourself in every single day you go on the job
2: No, yeah. Oh, yeah i mean it's it's uh really extremely low pay and don't get me wrong you know uh D'Aberville pays well right I'm right not, i'm right, not trying right. to say that it's yeah uh you know you can't live on it that's not what i'm trying to say. For the sacrifice that has mm-hmm. to be made, that's in the,
1: across the board, though. That's, oh, across that's every the board, absolutely. Department, yeah, yeah. I don't know and fire department what the place.
2: amount could absolutely yeah. firemen too, and I don't know what the amount uh, could be to make it worth it. But I mean, it's just it's low pay, it's yeah. long hours, it's high stress. I mean, you get spit on, you get blood thrown at you, yeah. uh, you got to fight people that's high. Yep. I mean,
1: you got to love your job. You do. You gotta love the or the people that you're protecting. You one do. Of the two. You yeah. have to want to be there. Right. There's right. no
2: if. If you don't want to be there, you gotta leave. Yeah. You know. And and I and I try to preach that. But it was very rewarding. Um, there's no doubt in my mind. That's where God wanted me for those ten years of my life. Uh, I feel like He directed me there. I learned a lot. I grew a lot. Uh, you know. It really taught me how to be a professional, how to talk to people, how to handle people. Um, yeah. I believe. A lot of confrontations and stuff that we have with the community and law enforcement could really be handled differently if you control it with conversation. Right. You know, a lot of people just want to be understood. They just want to be talked to. They just want to be treated fairly, you know. And I think that uh, people that take that extra time to make sure they do that can maybe prevent a situation from escalating, yeah. you, you know.
0: I know uh, City of Gulfport's trying to do – or they are doing some um, – police department some community outreach stuff where they're going to just yeah, random places that. and trying to talk to the community to open up that dialogue so that people don't always associate police officers with just something bad right it's just like you can get to know those guys because they are out there protecting yeah. your community right
2: yeah absolutely if you look through like fbi statistics and things like that You know, a lot of people, when they see an officer in uniform, they don't see them as a person. Right. You know, they're there with a big duty belt on, guns, you know, a badge. Uh, Body armor. Body armor. Yeah, Yeah. whole nine yards. And it's kind of hard to see that that person's a father, a brother, uh, a son, you know, a daughter. You know, we have a lot of, you know, men and women in law enforcement sacrificing so much. And uh, community policing is where it's at. And I can tell you... Uh, my chief here at the Iberville, uh, chief Payne, he is big about community policing, big about being a part of the community, talking with local pastors and just doing outreach programs, um, you know, where people get to come out and have, you know, donuts with a cop or, you know, or coffee yeah. with a cop or yep. something like just that. Just getting
1: everybody involved in, and, you know, just seeing a face and knowing that you're a real person, you know yeah, what I'm
0: saying? Exactly. That's awesome, man. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. The, the the next thing I was gonna say is is kind of going back to the more of the city government kind of thing, is what what do you see we took we talked with Carrie, obviously, you know, she was on here uh episode ago, you know, about where D'Ivraville was five to ten years ago versus where it is now, and then what what do you see it going into the next five to ten years? Like what what is your uh you know, your thoughts?
2: Uh you know Diaberville has come a, a long way.
0: Yeah. Uh, Gigantic uh, leaps yeah, and b- oh Big Oh my time. gosh. Uh, yeah.
2: I can remember when there wasn't even a Walmart. Right. Uh here in Diaberville, you know, um that was just the blue hole back there.
1: Yeah, yes. we went mud riding yeah. back there. Exactly. Said that in the last episode.
2: And uh I think we've come a long way and I love the growth. I love the retail. I love the tax revenue, revenue. you know, people like to play off of Uh, you know, people go play in Biloxi and they come shop in Right. you know. And uh, I just went to the last council meeting, I want to say, and uh, I don't think I'm, uh, you know, miss saying the numbers, but I want to say they said something like our tax revenue in retail is $500,000 more than it was this time last year. You know, so D'Iberville, you know, through COVID and all those things has really done well, it looks like. And I think there's a lot more that D'Iberville can do Uh, You know, one thing I want to see is more stuff for our youth. I I don't think we have anything for our youth to do. I've got a nine-year-old little girl and a three-year-old little boy. Yeah. And uh, my little girl, she plays travel softball. And uh, that's what we like to do. If we're going to go do anything, we want to go hit a bucket of balls at the softball field. Well, most of the time you go to the fields, they're locked up. Yeah. Or there's a travel uh, travel tournament in town, and they're taken up for that day. So I remember the days where if we wanted to go down the Little League baseball field we went down there flipped the lights on and did yeah. whatever we want oh, oh rudy moran yeah yeah well you had rudy moran and then you know where the town green is now yeah you know, yeah the, that's where
1: i played little league yeah. yeah yeah
2: so uh i would like to see some more stuff for the youth to do here um i do think we could do some more waterfront development here um you know big time i think that uh you know, there's probably even another room for maybe a casino or, you know, I love the Margaritaville over in Biloxi. It's somewhere for the kids to go yep. and kind of have yeah. fun, family oriented. Um, I really would love to see something like a downtown Ocean Springs area, you know, in D'Iberville. In D'Iberville. That would be sweet. Yeah, I think we could, you know, uh, Central Avenue, I think it would be the perfect place for something like that. And I would love to uh, talk to some developers and try to bring in some new business and uh, just kind of liven up you know the downtown area that's right. that's where we all grew up right for the most right. part i mean yep. fishing on back bay that that's whole it. area down there and i just think there's a lot of opportunity since katrina there's a lot of empty lots and you know there's i a mean a ton of it yeah just waiting for somebody to come in and do something with
1: now you are well, jared's got the picture He's yeah I can, pull it up. I can flash it up You real are quick. Lord,
0: Three. three, three, yep, yeah, let's, three. Let's, that's let's what I to let's do. Let's flash that one it one here on the sure. screen. It's a little bit hard to see. Yeah, uh, let me pull this banner down as so well. So you have sorry, the, people on the audio podcast, you're not going to be able. to see You have this, the promenade. Well, he'll describe it. That'll
1: yeah, go help. ahead and go and lo- outline that. that the, board the, for just us. real
0: quick, the uh, Ward Three. If you can't tell, this is like the grayish area that's on the screen here, uh, kind of in the the middle here of the of your screen. Uh, that's that's the Ward Three um, that we're talking about.
2: Yeah. yeah so Ward Three starts uh, at the Biloxi Line on Pop's Ferry. And then uh, we go east from there. And the only thing on the south side of Pops Ferry that's in Ward 3 is Rolling Hills Estates. And then uh, once you hit D'Avville Boulevard over there by the old Ride Aid, um, you go north from there. So uh, you go over the figure eight that they have right there. Yeah. And uh, you have down Westgate Road where the VFW and the Moose Lodge is, right. all a promenade in Sangani. Um, and a little bit further south, where uh, the old fire department used to be on Big Ridge Road, like Barry Circle and Dewey Lawrence Circle, mm-hmm. yeah. And then uh, once you hit Lamy Bridge over off of Sangani, you go north from there, and we've got everything on the uh, west side of Lamy Bridge Road. So Riverwalk subdivision, Bridgewood, um, all those you know big houses right there on the river um, on the left hand side, and then we go uh, we cross over 15 and uh, you go north on Lamy Bridge and we take over both sides of the uh, of Lamy Bridge right there so Palm Ridge Indian Trails Quail Creek that area right there
0: you got a lot of a lot of good a lot lot of 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 good real estate yeah right oh yeah absolutely
2: it's a big area to walk i I didn't realize how many houses (laughs) till i started walking it. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah every day that's what it is a grind man yeah yeah you got to do that though right hand-to-hand combat you got to show people your face right absolutely uh the number one campaigning tool is knocking on doors
0: that's right face to face
2: Uh, yeah people want to see who you are they want to know your personality that's right i have a lot of people say well why should i vote for you than the other candidates you know and i tell them about the stuff we've been talking about more things for our youth, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, the waterfront development. Um, one great idea, I think I have uh, senior citizens that are on fixed incomes. I think it would be awesome to work with them on maybe like their water and sewer bills. Uh, that's a part of the community. They've paid their debt. They've paid their dues, you know, yeah. they've worked hard and I think it would be awesome to give back to them. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of people up in the North part of the city mm-hmm. in the neighborhoods, They said their easements behind their house never get tended to, you know, which causes flooding, drainage issues. Uh, A lot of our roads need to be paved, you know, and I know it's not a simple fix. I tell people all the time, I'm not that guy that's going to come to you and say, hey, I promise I'm going to get all this done. Mm -hmm. I'm that guy that's going to say, I promise I'm going to fight to get all of this done. Right. You know, I can't make any promises as far as what's going to happen, but we'll go in there and. And we'll, we'll try.
0: Well, yeah. no no one person in a good government holds all the power. And especially right. at the city government level, you, you don't own all the power. You don't own the purse. You, you get to vote on that. And you get to have one vote. You get yeah, one vote
2: out of on five, right? Uh, well, there's six. You got your four
0: ward councilmen. Then you have your councilman, councilman at large. And then the mayor. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, and, and I bring that up to say is like... But I think what people and, and Joey and I don't live in Diaberville. Well uh, no. we the podcast broadcasts out of Diaberville, so we don't have a, a dog in a fight. We're
1: not voting for any of them. Right.
0: But but uh, we know because we live in uh, an area that where we have representatives as well, right? Obviously. What you want is somebody that you can get a hold of, that you can talk to, that will respond back via, whether the whatever communication channel that is, whether it's email, texting, phone calls, whatever you know, that person prefers. And at least feel like they heard you and they're working to fix it. Right. And, and that means everything, right? Oh, my
2: gosh. Uh, you just nailed it. it. It's all about being present. It's all right. about being involved. Um, I mean, I was shocked uh, when I'm on the campaign trail of how many people told me they've tried to get in touch with, you know, their representative or something like that. And there was just no communication there. They, I, I had one uh, older gentleman. He said I even took the time to write a handwritten letter and mail it in, right, and still wow. never got a response. Yeah, and uh, I'm a big believer in that. If you're gonna sign up for the job, one thing is you got to be there. You know, yeah. Okay. There's two council meetings a month. You plan your time around that. You know, unless there's an extreme circumstance that you can't be there. You need to be present. That's your job. Yeah, that's yeah. your job. Yeah. yeah. I mean everything in between too. Don't get me wrong, right. that's not the only thing, but right. I think it's very important you at least show up to the council meetings to vote on the agenda, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're talking about city budgets, new businesses. I mean, you name it, the our local um political group, our municipality, you know, our council. They affect us more than federal positions. Breach on please. Right. Because Absolutely. people don't people don't understand that
0: to the level that they should, right? Well
2: look, let me throw some numbers out to you. This really blew my mind. Okay. So in my ward alone, we have approximately two thousand registered voters. It's a little less than that. Maybe eighteen something, nineteen something along those lines. In the presidential election in November, less than eleven hundred of those two thousand went and voted for president. Right. Okay. Right. So now let's go four years back to the last Council election or mayor election, whatever you want to call it, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. two hundred and twenty people approximately yeah. went and voted. Yeah, That's crazy. So, so roughly ten percent of the registered voters actually went and
0: voted. You yeah, know? It, and
1: wh- why do you think? Why do you think that is?
0: I think it's because it's not the Super Bowl. The presidential election is the Super Bowl, right? And and then everybody gets so, you know, left right. I want to fight. I want my team to win, kind of thing. And and they don't realize, like you mentioned. The local stuff is really what's gonna affect you more your in your day to day than anything like else. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I think that does play a little bit of role into it, but I also think money plays a big role into it. And what I mean by that is in the presidential election or let's say a state level election governor. Yeah. You've got millions of dollars pumped, that's pumped pump, 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 into yes, advertising. That's yes, point. Point. It's in front of people's face every single day. Right. So now let's take a simple uh, you know, city council election. Right. You're talking about a you few s- thousand dollars, yeah. Right. you see
1: a couple signs on the side of the road, and you might not hear it again until it's time to vote yeah. for it, yeah. so or on a local podcast, or a local yeah, podcast, they, yeah, right? That's right. what we're changing, it. we're changing, we're trying, trying, to absolutely. Do it. We're trying to do it. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, uh, the biggest thing is, is how to engage with people, and not only engage with them, I think there's several people that go, Oh, I want to vote for that guy, or I want to make sure I go vote for our local elections, but we know how busy life is, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, uh, kids' sports, work, I mean, everything else that's going on. How easy is it? to completely forget it's election day, especially when it's not November and it's not the president. Yeah. You know, that's right. Well, so,
1: somebody else will vote for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, there you I, I've heard it. Yeah. We've yeah. heard it all before,
2: but these type elections, there's no ifs, ands or buts about it. Every single vote counts. I've seen these elections so many times be decided by 10 or less votes. And uh, there's no doubt in my mind that the candidate that lost that election had at least ten people that would have voted for him that just didn't show up on election day. Absolutely. That's right. Um, so the question is, how do you engage and make sure they get there on voting day? It's not as simple as pulling out the yellow phone book anymore and just kind of looking through and everybody's phone numbers are in there. Yeah,
1: because that's an old time way. Nobody has phones anymore. I exactly. Mean, at least landlines. Landlines. So you got to go knocking on doors.
2: You got to knock on doors, but then it's all about you know next t- Tuesday's election day. Yep. And uh, I've met a lot of great people. I've got a lot of great support, uh, great support. No doubt in my mind, you know, a lot of people want to come out and vote, but uh, it's just reminding them, hey, election days today. Don't forget, we need you down there. You well, I
1: saw on your page, y- y'all are offering rides, right?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Anybody that needs a ride, just, you know, call my phone number. I put my personal phone number out on everything. And, uh, you know, I want to be transparent. I want to be available. Right. Call me directly. You don't have to call. You know, you might have to leave a message. I'll call you right back. But it's not like you're calling a landline somewhere that I'm not going to check till Monday. Right.
0: You know? Yeah. Carrie's in the comments. She said amen to everything that we're saying. So she's awesome. she's on board as well. Yeah.
1: C- is she- oh, we like Miss Carrie, right? Yeah. 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 She's yeah, cool. Yeah. She's, yeah. She's cool. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. She's awesome. Um, yeah. I think, I think uh, sp- speaking of her, she mentioned it. You've mentioned it as well. The Iberville has waterfront a lot of waterfront property, which is, uh, you can't make that right. I mean, that's a natural given yeah. gift. Right. And I think there's a lot of room for improvement on what we have, the has to offer when it comes to utilizing that amenity. Would you agree?
2: Oh yeah. A hundred percent. But one thing I would like to look at, um, you know, before we just go start putting a whole bunch of stuff there, is infrastructure, right? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, if you think about it, Back Bay and Deiverville right now, I mean, that's all our old stomping ground, right? right. I mean, that's where we were catching shrimp and flounder and redfish back in the day. So um, it it isn't really, it's accessible, but it's almost like you don't know it's there unless you're from here, right? right. You know, so I would really like to see some infrastructure and things like that kind of set into place before we start opening up a lot down there, because you would hate to see some great opportunity just kind of die off because people don't really know how to get there or, you know, cause we're a tourist destination. Yeah. So we've got people coming in, you know, here from up north. We want to make sure that it's easy for them to get there. It's not complicated.
1: But I think a lot of people are, you know, they get off the interstate and beeline straight to the scarlet pearl and nobody goes the other way. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like the other way is where I have property, my grandpa, my family has property. That's the most beautiful part of the Bay, I think, is that run. And there's really nothing down there. It's really just older people. Like I said in the last podcast, it's just older people's houses. They didn't want to build back. So now it's just a whole lot of people. That was residential
0: historically, right? right? So whether that stays that way or tries to go more commercial. I think that's that's the moneymaker down that way.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, I think there's definitely great opportunity down there. Um, and another thing about it is it's all subject to the people about change. Right. You know, who wants that change? Who is going to be up to experiencing that change? You know, I mean, I think Diaberville is definitely trending in that direction. But I, I'm also a big believer in we need to preserve our past as we move yes. forward as well. Um, I can remember I, I don't, my, my grandpa passed away when I was 12 years old. Um, And I don't know how he imparted so much to me in such a short time. But even as an adult, you know, I think about things and I make decisions off of the lessons he taught me as a young child. But I can remember one time we're standing across the street from his house right there on Back Bay. And we're on the grassy area before you walk down on the pier, right? And uh, we're looking over at Biloxi, and it's when you could still see every star in the sky because it yeah. was dark. There wasn't nothing over there. You didn't see the IP. There was Good no overpass. Good luck doing badge. that now. Yeah, yeah But just he,
1: go dialing in the stall.
2: exactly. <laughs> but uh, he told me. He said. Uh, he said Zach, one day you're gonna look over there and all you're gonna see is hotels and motels and casinos. I mean, he knew it was coming. Right. You know. So, um, but I, I just do think that we just really need to preserve our past. It's something special to me. Um, but I also do think that it's time to move forward and look for some great development down there. You know, I know a, a lot of developers that came in after Katrina and bought up a lot of that land back there, like Tally street and Santa yeah. Cruz. And they were talking about putting condominiums and different things like that back there. So I definitely think there's a great opportunity. Um, I just want to make sure it's the right opportunity. I yeah. Don't,
1: you just don't want to put anything, rush anything. I exactly. didn't have, the, Oh, there's a, two-story condo with nobody in it yeah just a big eyesore so we gotta do the right thing for sure i
2: mean we're gonna need wider roads we're gonna need better drainage you know we're gonna need a lot and you know i don't think people really realize the planning that comes into something like that when it comes to budgeting and it comes to infrastructure and just making sure that everything's going to be prepared and just right to bring the most attention to something awesome that could be developed down there
0: right yeah, I agree with all of that, man. I think I think you're right. It's uh, infrastructure, there's, that shows forethought, right? You don't want to uh, build something people can't get there. Um, but there, there's a lot. There, uh, the Iverill has came up a lot, but there's still a lot of room for improvement, in, and that's with any city. So um, I, I like what you're saying, man. I, I really dig it if uh if people are out there watching this listening to this on the uh audio podcast or watching the replay what what is their best way to get in touch with you if they want to ask you a specific question or they want you know they just want to hear uh your your thoughts on on a particular issue what, what's the best way to do that i know you have a facebook page i've been flashing that at the bottom of the screen all throughout the yeah. broadcast is that the thing you frequent most you think
2: well honestly i'm kind of an old soul when it comes to certain things like that like you know, it kind of blew my mind when we went from the time where we could go down to a business and ask for an application and shake a hand and look in somebody's <laughs> right. eye to you go down there now. They look at just you funny email and it. yeah, yeah. Just, you, yeah.
0: Can't, you can't even get a menu yeah, now. I mean, obviously it. that's yeah, a can, COVID thing, but phone, I don't yeah. think that's going away. I think they're like, look, we don't want to buy menus anymore, <laughs> exactly. guys. Exactly. Like, this, this is a cleanliness thing now. No yeah. more menus. Yeah.
2: So I'm a face to face guy.
0: I want to sit down with you. I want to talk
2: to you. I understand a lot of people's not like that. So if, if you're not a big talker, you just want to ask me a question, send me a message on Facebook. Uh, you, you know, me. my phone number's on my campaign page. Uh, don't hesitate to send me a text message. Also, call me. I love to talk. Uh, you know, a lot of people want to text, and I'll be in the middle of a text conversation. I'm like, all right, I'm tired yep, of this. You call know? me. Yep. Yeah, I call them, yeah, you yep. know, because... Uh, my thumb hurts. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm just not a big... Uh, I mean, I obviously, we're in a, we're in a new generation digital. now. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's digital. You got to email... You got a text message. You got to do things like that, but uh, but that I'm,
1: only reaches so far. You still have your your elderly community that's not in touch with all that. Yeah. So we sure. still gotta go they around. Vote. Yeah, they, they do vote. vote. Yeah, they do.
2: That that actually that kind of reminded me of something. One of the biggest things that I want to address in the city is uh, people feel like they're not communicated too well. And uh, one of the guys that I met uh, while walking and campaigning, he he really broke it down for me. He said. You know, if the neighborhood across the street is experiencing a whole bunch of vehicle burglaries, we just feel like it would be easy for the city to communicate that to us. So we know to make sure our vehicles are locked up and our houses are locked up and things like that. So I really want to figure out a way how to communicate with, you know, the city of Yaville, but specifically Ward three, because that's who I'm going to be representing. Right. You know? And uh, whether that is, you know, snail mail, uh, you know, sending out letters to the whole community. Mass text
1: message, mass email, something like that. Exactly.
2: I love the mass text message. Um, I love the Facebook groups these days. Yeah, that's a
0: good one for here. Yeah. Locally, that's a really right. good one. It's huge. I was going to say Twitter is great for that, but Twitter is very not – it's not very no. – perf- uh, um, not a lot of people down here use Twitter right. at all, but it really? it really works well for that. You'd be surprised nationally the
2: the percentage of people who use Twitter. It's it's, it's big
1: nationally, just not big.
2: It's actually kind of small, believe it or not. I mean, I was kind of shocked when I saw the percentages because when I first, whenever I finally decided I was running, mm-hmm. I, I started getting my my ducks in a row. I, I'm not a big Facebooker i didn't even have a facebook uh you know last november i knew that ultimately i would get one back up once i got started you. campaigning because yeah. it's the way you reach you people you. Yeah. right
0: um but uh i i just feel like there's a way we got to figure out how to communicate you yeah, know, yeah. F- to facebook groups would be the best i think for down here and then and then some type of uh email, it's almost like like email had, list or something or you know? like like
1: not taking away from the emergency like Amber alerts, tornado alerts. Like, if you had a mass text message to where you could do that. You can do that. That's easy. We have one for the the sound. sound. Like, if you did that for your your ward, hey, but, you know, there's been some burglars. You might want to lock your car up tonight. No, I think
2: that's a great idea. The problem is with Facebook, which I love the idea of Facebook. Every big neighborhood in my ward already has a Facebook group. But uh, our older generation, they're just not Facebookers. Right, Right. They're not on there. You know, they're not on there. So you don't want to leave anybody out. Yeah. No, no, you know, so we got to think of different avenues. And really the best way to do that is to sit down at a table kind of like we are today, get different minds to come together, come up with ideas. And that's really where the magic happens. Honestly, yeah. you
0: ask that age demographic. Cause they'll tell you, they'll tell right. you exactly how they want Bingo. it. You might have to get the Diablo
1: press back rolling to start <laughs> throwing, get that arm ready, man. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> funny.
0: I, I did deliver papers
2: a lot as a kid. We drive around neighborhoods, throwing them out the back yeah. of the Jeep. You know, those are, that's those my, that's what
1: she lives by is the newspaper. I'll come. Nothing, she happened. Know about nothing yeah. happened this week.
0: <laughs> that's that, that's that generation, man. Yeah. That ain't yeah. no doubt.
2: So we definitely got to figure out how to cater to them.
0: Yeah. You, you know? can do it, man. If your heart's in the right place, you'll make, you'll make that happen. That's, yeah. that's an easy, that's an easy fix. And you can fix that, uh, single handedly just by how you operate yourself.
2: I, I think so. As long as you're engaged and you're present and you're open for, you know, change and ideas and things like that. I mean, there's nothing we can't accomplish together.
0: Yeah, you yeah, you know, absolutely, Zach. We uh, we appreciate you stopping in here this evening. I always like to ask people: Is there anything that we didn't touch on specifically that you got in the back of your mind right now that you're like, "Look, I really wanted to get to this, and we didn't hit it." Yeah.
2: Well, uh, specifically, if y'all wanted to talk about, I know Joey said something y'all wanted oh, to talk.
0: Oh God! Yeah, we, we, we uh, that's why. Right I asked. No, that's so why. So you asked. have a different
1: situation, right? There was now. I'm gonna be wrong on this for sure. There was a situation where you put in to run for city council and then you were told you couldn't run for city council because you hadn't lived in Deerville for so long. I'm probably wrong on that, but
2: Yeah, so I mean you're you're going down the right avenue for sure. Right. It's it that you know that isn't exactly what happened, but ultimately, you know, we've talked about it since I've been here. Mm -hmm. As far as I didn't just wake up one morning and say, Hey, I'm going to run for Diablo city council. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is something I've talked about for over a decade of my life. Right. So uh, when I finally decided to run, I made an announcement on Facebook. I'd already, I already knew I was running. I started my Facebook back up, everything, you know, and uh, we couldn't register until January 5th. You couldn't turn in your application of intent until January 5th. So I made an announcement on Facebook in December that said, Hey, I intend on qualifying for the Diavel Ward 3 City Council race. You know, any support would be great. Mm -hmm. So on January 5th, I'm first one there. You know, I've done printed out my paperwork. I got it signed. I got Got my- bells on. Yeah, absolutely. I got my $10. Uh, I go in there. Well, everybody knows me um, at the city because I worked there for 10 years. Right. So, uh, you know, I talked with everybody. I turned in my application. They informed me I met all qualifications and that I was technically qualified. And we even spoke about- you know, where I've lived and when I moved from my last house and all that stuff. So I kind of got to go back a little bit. But ultimately, I purchased my first home on Hemlock Drive in D'Iberville in 2009. Okay, Um, it backed up to the walking track right there by the elementary school. Right. And uh, me and my wife lived there for over 10 years. Well, about a year and a half ago, we knew we were going to move. We were looking for houses around the city. We had no idea where we were going to move. But uh, I called a buddy of mine up one day um, that had actually purchased my wife's childhood home from her family when her grandpa passed away, and uh, I said, "Hey, man, look. If if you ever consider selling your house, please let me know. Me and Allison's looking for a new place, and we would love the opportunity to buy it if you're going to sell it." Well, he called me three days later. He said, "Hey, I want to sell my house." Oh, that's weird. Huh? <laughs> yeah, and three days later. There you go.
0: You got in that dude's head like yeah. big time, man. Way to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: So uh, he said, "I want to sell." Um, He he was a high school buddy of mine. We grew up playing football together. Uh, Chris Odom. Y'all may know him. Yeah. So uh, I know that guy. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. (laughs) So Chris said, hey, man, I want to sell. So uh, it was where my wife grew up at. She literally moved out of that house when we got married, moved in with me. And then when we moved out of our house, we moved back into her childhood home. And it's Really cool because our daughter gets to have like the same room she grew up in and stuff like that. So anyway, we bought that house. um, I think we actually closed December of 2019, but uh, we moved in there a little early before we closed. We moved in there like November of 2019. So uh, when I went and qualified, I turned in my application. You know, they said, well, when would you move out of your other house? You know, when would you move over here? And I said, it's been a little over a year. Well, they said, look, you meet all qualifications. The only thing pending is a background check. You should be good to go. We know you're going to pass that. Yeah. So I launched my campaign, and uh, that was January 5th. And uh, come 30 days later, fast forward 30 days, you know, I've spent a lot of money on signs, push cards, door hangers. Well, the attorney general for the state of Mississippi, Lynn Fitch, issues an opinion on february 1st and it didn't really even reach everybody until february like fourth or third or something along those lines but she based an opinion off of a 2019 law where the law said you have to live in your city for two years to seek public office well her opinion said that you had to live in your ward for two years and I wasn't going to meet that threshold. Right. Oh, uh,
1: okay. So I had it totally wrong. It yeah. wasn't the city of Diarbo. It was no, your, your ward war. in Diarbo. Yeah.
2: I, yeah I've, I've been in this community my entire life. Right. Yeah. 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 So uh, anyways, needless to say, I, I see that opinion come across. My phone's blowing up the next day. People are telling me, I don't know what's going to happen. Right. So the opinion actually kind of comes to knowledge just like two days before the deadlines are to qualify. So, I don't even have time to like react to think. I don't know what's going on. So, but what was crazy is they say, well, look, you qualify to run for mayor and councilman at large and receive votes out of Ward three, but you don't qualify to run for Ward three and receive votes out of Ward three. So, that just <laughs> yeah, that's didn't awesome. make any sense. Right. To me. That sounds yeah. like government.
0: Yeah, there there's you go.
1: yeah. yeah.
2: I'm big, I'm a common sense guy. Right. And I feel like if government would just use common sense sometimes, we could we could totally, uh, get right. through so much more stuff. So anyways, uh, so on Friday the 5th, that was the the deadline to qualify. Um, I get notified they're having a meeting down at city hall, uh, I go down there. There's a committee that meets and qualifies and disqualifies candidates. And they said, Hey, we're disqualifying you based on your residency because of this opinion. Now an attorney general's opinion, it does carry some weight, but it, it is not a law, right? It, it's right. strictly an opinion on what they believe the law says. So, uh, I thought I was down and out. I thought it was over. You know, I mean, I called everybody I thought I could call. But and, you appealed
1: uh, it, right? You appealed the decision?
2: Well, ultimately, um, I had an attorney call me and, uh, he was like, Zach, look, uh, I don't think you're being treated right. And mm-hmm. I don't think this is right. I don't think it's fair. He said, if you want to fight it, I'm ready to fight it with you. Uh, little did I know, this is like the best election law attorney on the Gulf coast. Uh, his name's Malcolm Jones Sweet. and, uh, man, he, he's a very godly man. Uh, every time I talk to him, he's like, Zach, pray about it. We'll meet back up and 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 see what what we want to do, you know. And he reminds me all the time, "Hey, if God wants you in there, he's going to put you in there." You know. So, uh, anyways, we went to court and he argued two arguments. The first argument was that that specific law that the opinion was based off of did not pertain to a city manager form of government which d'Abreville is. Mm-hmm. The second argument was that the attorney general just flat out got it wrong and that she misinterpreted the law. If we look at the law in its entirety, it does differentiate between a county and county district, but it only says municipality. So if they would have put municipal ward in there anywhere, it would have been black and white, common sense. I don't qualify. Well, that word municipal ward wasn't in there. So uh, we sat in court for like eight and a half hours on a Friday. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. And, uh, you know, several witnesses, we had to get up there and talk. I I had to get up there and talk. And uh, the judge didn't make a ruling that day. So he came back like three days later with his ruling, and he actually agreed that both arguments were correct, that that law did not pertain to a city manager form of government, and also that the attorney general just flat out got it wrong and misinterpreted the law. And he actually ordered that I was wrongfully disqualified and that my name had to go back on the ballot
1: immediately. Back in the hat. There we go. Back in man. the saddle. Yeah.
0: If that don't show the people of Ward 3 what you're willing to do to uh, represent them, I don't think anything will, right?
1: Yeah, man. I,
0: I'm
2: willing to fight tooth and nail. I, I feel like, uh, you know, I don't feel like I should have any special treatment. Uh, you you should work for everything you, you want. Um, any and all good things are worth fighting for. If there's anything worth fighting for, it's our community, right? Yep. It's the people here. And, uh, I just, I I believe I have shown I'm ready to fight tooth and nail, not only through this court case, but for the fact that I served the, the, this community as a police officer for 10 years, you know, and, uh, I I just want people to have a voice. Honestly, I want them to have a choice. I want them to be able to choose who they don't, who, who they want to represent them. You know, I, I don't think somebody should just go in there just because there was nobody else, you know, let the people choose. And I, as long as the people get that, I'm happy.
0: There it is. I love it, man. That's a that's a great that's way awesome. to end it on that. I'm gonna tell yeah. you right there. So yeah. uh uh we already said it though, April the the 6th, right? sixth, right? Tuesday. It's up. next Tuesday. Next Tuesday if you're watching this live. April sixth, twenty twenty one. Yeah.
2: And I, I just need, you know, people to get out and vote, realize how important your local government is. I yep. mean right. when when you're upset that the street lights aren't working and you're upset that the road's got potholes in it. Um, they're your local government are the people that address the everyday mm-hmm. issues that affect us immediately.
0: Call them, not us. That's right.
1: That's
2: right. <laughs> or call y'all so y'all yeah. can talk about it and let us know. Yeah, That's, no it.
0: That's it. And we'll, we'll funnel any information we have to yeah. uh, people complaining.
2: But, uh, you know, one other thing, um, you know, kind of go back on to if there's anything we didn't hit. Uh, there's three things that I really feel that we have to concentrate on in Diaville. I feel like it's the backbone of the community. Number one, it's the citizens. It's the people that live here. Right, they need to know that Diavel appreciates them. It's awesome the growth we have and the tax tax revenue, but if our communities have you know streets with potholes in it and it doesn't look like they're getting any attention, you know people aren't going to want to be here. And if we don't right. have people here, who's going to shop at all our shopping centers? That's right. No, that's right. Uh, number two, our first responders, our police department and fire department, we have to take care of them. Yeah, they need more manpower, and I'm telling you that from firsthand knowledge. This isn't from the outside looking in. They need more detectives. They need more officers. They need more firemen. You know, even our public works department; those guys and girls work hard. Yeah. Especially during storms, you know, yeah,
1: unclogging drains, sandbagging, yeah. closing roads. Yeah, that's, pe- that's big. I huge had job. no
2: idea. You know, the total scope of what everybody does in a city to make sure the day-to-day functions go like they're supposed to. So. I want to give those people everything that we can possibly give them, you know, more money, more manpower, everything. And I understand that we are working inside a budget and we have to find out where that money comes from, but I want to fight for that at least. And then the last things are locally owned and operated businesses. You know, those are the people that literally live here and work here every day and they count on us to sow into them to be successful. And they need to know the city of Yaville appreciates them and doesn't want them to go anywhere
1: right
0: so
2: that you know that's the backbone of the city and that's what i want to concentrate on as a city councilman
0: and coming out of 2020 that's going to be an important thing right because there's going to be a lot of people that's hopefully can make it through that man i know the pvp stuff we've talked about that here on the podcast as well you know hopefully that keeps the businesses float because the last thing you want to see is the 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 restaurant or the the whatever business that you love and you've grown grown up with and that you have that personal relationship go under for something that was very much out of their control right oh yeah.
2: absolutely and we have to open our come not that it's closed off down here but the economy's got to stay open yeah people's got to be able to get out people's got to be able to sew into these things and uh and keep our our local our local businesses afloat you know it's really important they're dependent on us and they depend on us as a city as a city government to make sure that we focus on them and don't forget about them
0: that's, that's it that's man it. ladies and gentlemen that's zach grady he's running for uh, ward three the ivril city council if uh you, you reach out to him he's on facebook you can find him there if you got if we missed something Contact him and let him know. He got okay? his number
1: online. Call
0: him. April the 6th. Be sure to go out and vote for whoever you want to vote go for. Go vote for But anybody. go vote. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Thank y'all so much for watching, Zach. Thanks for being here, man. Thank you uh, so much. We appreciate, really appreciate it. it. And we will see all of you on the next one. Thanks so much for checking out the episode. Hope you dug it. If you're enjoying the show, make sure you're following us on all the social platforms. That's at BrownwaterB, all one word. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, you name it, we're there. Be sure to check us out. And uh, if you're really enjoying the show and you want to be a supporter, man, jump over to BrownWaterBanter.com. We have all kind of merch for sale. We have our uh, leather patch, uh, Richardson 112 snapback hats. We've got t-shirts, dry fit hoodies, dry fit short sleeve, dry fit long sleeves, Uh, cotton t-shirt so whatever you were looking for we got you covered there once again thanks so much for checking us out and uh, we'll see you on the next one